podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Walk Pod post match phone in. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Shame about the results, but it is what it is. Ian, my co host, are you here? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, as always, I'm optimistic. I'm not yeah. fussed. I'm not throwing my toys out the pram. I'm not sulking. I'm quite enthused by that performance. Uh, you know, things could be worse. We could support Fulham and, uh, you know, be like their home fans, which uh, they were diabolical. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, you just... They didn't make a peep. You wouldn't bother, You wouldn't bother, would you? You just wouldn't bother going. Why? Yeah, I, 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 these are the same fans that when they won the championship and... Uh, they were being presented the trophy when we played them. Uh, a lot of them left. Yeah. They're, they're pathetic. Why, why are they even a football club? It's quite sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's probably a bit far, mate. But um, it's just, it's just I, I said it before. I said it in the, the match day graphic earlier to take your library cards. Um, it was always going to be shocking. Um, when they scored... But, they didn't actually cheer. They just swung their scarves around like like a bunch of twats. Yeah, and clapped. And yeah, I really hope. Do you know when we move, we touched on this before? But when we move to power court, I really hope we don't lose any of that. And I know a lot's been done to try and take a lot of the characteristics and the closeness to power court from from Kenilworth Road. But um, Obviously, the Premier League can have that effect on clubs and and does and gains a lot of tourists. I just hope we can try and negate that a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, well, the good thing about where we're at at the moment, the Kenny, is it's impossible to get tickets for like fans who are members. So it means you don't get that, that tourism, that football tourism, because it's impossible for people to get. Um, to get tickets, although there was there was one little run in I had at the end of the game as we were leaving, and Jordan Clark was in in the crowd. It was fantastic seeing him there, like a touch of the Glen Rays. He was generous with his time. You know, loads of people wanted pictures of him. Loads of people wanted to chat to him, and singing a few songs as well. Apparently. Yeah, he he got involved. He, he you know the whole way and was noisy. It was the only noise in in the entire stadium. For the for the afternoon, um, there was someone as I was walking up the the stairs to to leave, and th- this person said, "Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a former player." Because obviously, every there was a huge queue around Jordan Clark. Everyone wanted a piece of him, and she didn't know who he was. It was like I I corrected her, and um, I explained that he scored the goal that you know, the goal in the playoff final that pretty much got us to where we are today. Um, it was it was worrying. Uh, worrying that people like that get tickets ahead of other people that... To be them. fair, it could have just been someone's mum or, or wife come for once in a while they had a spare ticket so that someone drops out. Oh, saying, don't you go defending people, go. Ian. Don't you go defending <laughs> people. I, I want to have a rant about something. Listen, for all the uh, want to, to kind of keep the atmosphere, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper of people being our fans, but as long as we uh, we want to we keep that atmosphere, which I'm sure we will. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things, but th- those things will happen. Yeah. She might have had a few beers. Look, I couldn't recognise one of our one of our own team if I've had one too many beers, so it might have just been that. She might have been on the boat all day. No, I don't, I don't think so. Like having, uh, having, you know, from my brief interaction with her. But nonetheless, 
let's move on and talk about the game, shall we? Should we bring in Zach? Zach, how are you doing this evening, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm I'm cooling down with a beer. So nice. it's pretty good, you know, at the end of a long day, lots of beers. Yeah, not for um, Yeah, but I have to ask, is there a gender against Luton Town with referees? 100%. No, no, there is, it's a fact. It's simply a fact. It's always happened. My brother, who's here right now, actually, he's, well, he's not in my room, but he's, he's in the house. Um, He said... He, he's noticed it like forever, ever since he's been going since like 1956 or something, and is and the worst ever one was in the FA Cup semi final against Everton apparently, and that it's just always been it's always been the way. And I was I was there today, and I I was quite I was separated from my dad. My dad was like kind of in a different block, and I was just on my own with this other guy, and he, he was really good, nice. But um, he it was. Everything and in the first half, and I say absolutely everything other than th- like two throw-ins at the end went against us, and it was no, there was no explanation behind it. It was just because Harry Wilson has got a nice little haircut, which is horrible, by the way. It does not suit him at all. And um, yeah, it was just the worst one for me was right in front of the Lino. I think it was with Chong involving Chong. Guy he tackles him. Lino doesn't flag anything. The referee blows blows the whistle and books him, even though the Lino didn't even was right in front of it and didn't say anything. Yeah, I clocked that one as well. That was absolutely atrocious. No, nah, but it was no, me, that was atrocious. Yeah. yeah. It was like that all it was like that all day though. Like even apparently we had a, should have had a pen or something with the Morris one in the from the corner. It was just like all every single thing went against us. And on another day we and like the Kaminsky one as well. Like why did why is he getting booked for that? He that was the only time he was like taking a while. Leno should have been booked for that as well. Yeah, Leno's time wasting was atrocious, especially from eighty minutes onwards. Yeah, make it. Uh, and then four minutes of added time at the end. Yeah, that's questionable as well. There's... Uh, after ten substitutions, there is definite. Uh, and you asked me at the start: there is there an agenda? Uh, there is a very there is definitely an agenda against us. And I don't want to be that guy where it's like, oh yeah, all the refs hate Luton, but it's after that today. I've seen I've seen enough. I know in my fourteen years of life already, I can tell there there is something against us. Like. It's just it doesn't happen to any other teams. It's just us. It's us. Well, the, yeah, the bigger teams do certainly get the rub of the green a bit more. One thing that grated on me was in the first half they had that like spate of free kicks yeah. right on the edge of our box, like like the ref was giving them as many chances as they wanted to have like a free shot at our goal. Yeah, you'd think uh, Harry Wilson or William would have put them one of them away by the end. But... Yeah, well, uh, Harry Wilson did come very close. He hit the the stanchion. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I was quite worried because they're all in perfect positions. Like every time someone went down there, the ref was straight on it, giving it, and I was like, it was very, it was all extremely debatable. But as I said earlier, it's just it's fine margins, isn't it? Like, what if that Jacob Brown header didn't hit the post, went in? What if a Murray Bell scored? What if that? Yeah. Oh my days! That that Jacob Brown header. I've watched that back a couple of times now. The ball from Kabore, yeah, was fantastic. And the head but before was... before we talk about the Jacob Brown chance, uh, while we're talking about fouls, there is a video that's going around at the moment. Jao Paulinia going in on on Lakonga, mm. and it was a late late challenge, and he wasn't even booked for it. I don't yeah. think it was even a free kick, to be honest. It probably wasn't though. No, no. Let's be honest. Yeah, it, but enough of agendas Wait, with the referees against Luton Town. Let, let's start talking about the positives, shall we? I've got one more thing to contribute. Yeah. All right, so Brighton first game, that Pedro pen. Then yeah. um, Chelsea, no, nah, not much really happened that game. But then West Ham, the Ward-Prowse handball. And then today, there were just multiple all over the pitch, things that cost us eventually and it's just it's just those you'd think that with VAR and in the Premier League the officiating would improve but dare I say it, it it's probably worse than the championship but I'll put this to you before we move on do you think it's an agenda or do you think it's just general incompetence amongst the PGMOL oh, I know they'll put out a statement or ref support will come at me but you know they'll just they'll it's just I don't I just incompetence and agenda is that is not good enough refereeing sometimes like that. Ward Prowse handball, you'd think he'd at least have a look at that. And 
that that's incompetence. But I think the agenda was more shown today because that everything against us. But the Ward Prowse one was just incompetence. When we eventually got a free kick, we all cheered like we scored a goal. I know it was louder and more noise than Fulham made all game. All, all yeah, I've been to all the away games this season already, and so I haven't been to a home game yet, yet, unfortunately. But I've been to all the away ones, and compared to the Championship away grounds, the atmospheres are absolutely dead. Chelsea, Brighton was like a library; they didn't sing anything. Chelsea was terrible. Bearing in mind they had thirty nine thousand, and today was the worst. It was a lot, nothing. Yeah, well, that, that's it. Yeah, that, as Ian said that they've all got comfortable. They're all, you know, they're all prawn sandwich brigade now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of our outstanding play and, and what could have been. So, uh, a cross comes in from Kabore and Jacob Brown rises highest and thunders a header against, uh, against the post. He had a very good game today, Brown created chances and he was very impressive uh, I feel we got a good player on our hands there now, what, what, what did you think about Brown it was quite tough because a lot of what he did was down the other end wasn't it yeah it was yeah I thought he had a good game um, he, he, he rated highly as well um, it was always going to be a contentious decision to bring him in over Adibai it was always kind of Split the fan base a little bit. I know a lot of a lot of people have been calling for it on the socials, but Adibayo does bring a lot, um, even though he hasn't scored so far this season. But um, I thought he, he fit in really well. He gave something a bit different. He looked a little bit more lively, a little bit more on the edge, if if you like, of, of trying to create something. Like we said, it's fine margins. If we'd scored that goal, I think we could have kept it tight at the back. Um, we were very tight today at the back. There wasn't going to be many opportunities for them to score today. Um, and it's, it's just a shame Kaminsky. Yeah, with that, you know, it was a bit of a nightmare. But Jacob Brown did really, really well. And does he does he keep his position for future games? Yeah. What do you think? It's a tough one because Elijah was proper lively when, when, he, um, when he came on. However, Morris came off. He went immediately down the tunnel and then came back out. And he was he was blowing. He was trying to stretch as well. Like, I feel Morris could be looking to the sidelines for a bit now, um, which is unfortunate. Um, so, potentially Brown and Elijah. But I must say, I really liked Elijah and Chio. There was a lot of running at people. And they they were yeah. harrying the the Fulham back line. It looked really good. Um, <clears throat> um, but he, yeah, like there, there's just so many positives, and the whole forward line did really well. Maybe not Morris. Maybe it was his quieter game. Uh, he had a volley in the first half that I felt he snatched at it. I've watched it back again. He actually had time to take it down, compose. And uh, and and find a corner rather than putting it on the wrong side of the, the post. Um, but um, Zach, let's bring you back in. Who who impressed you today the most on the pitch? Well, um, Kabore looked really good. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He looked electric. I think Barker's always looked solid. Lockyer's probably his best performance yet. In the Premier League, I'd say Mads Anderson's always looks composed. Uh, every, every, everyone just kind of looked better all over the pitch. Amari Bell did a shift at left wing back for the first time in a while because he's been sent back a lot for the last season or two. And he, he did well there, bearing in mind he's been there in a while. I think Nakamba and Lokonga really impressed me. He looks very composed on the ball and whenever he received it, he was. I don't remember him losing the ball. And Nakamba looks Nakamba looks really good, as always. Chong needs to be a bit more aggressive and a bit more in in for the tackle, but other than that, he looks quite like he's a great. He's got a great eye for a pass. So in short, everyone impressed you today. Well, I mean, it, no one really put in a bad performance, but the subs all looked really good when they came on, especially like Ogbené and Adebayo. But no one really put in a bad performance. Like I'm not going to say Kaminsky put in a bad performance, but I'm saying like. It was just 
wasn't it wasn't didn't blow me away. No one, I think Ogbeni uh, star performers today were for me were Kabore, Ogbeni when he came on, Nakamba and Lakonga. Yeah, everyone no, else. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like you've actually taken the you just named the players that I've written down in my little running order here, and you called Kabore electric. I literally wrote the exact same thing down here. Great minds think alike. Great minds. Yeah. Think- <laughs> Very much so. Um, Mark, I see you've uh, you've joined us as a speaker. Let's get your thoughts on, on the game today. It was great to meet you as well today. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I agree with most of what's been said. Oh, you're a bit quiet there, Mark. Can't hear you. Not very well. Why don't you try to speak again? Also, if anyone else wants to, you know, voice their opinions, please, please feel free to request, and we'll we'll get you on. You can voice your opinions. Is that any better? Or that that is That's best. Of all. Good to have you with me us. to try and use headphones and uh, be all professional about it. Should just use my phone. Um, yeah, pretty much the same as what's been said. Really, I'd just add that. Actually, I was really pleased with Bell's performance. I think he struggled as he a little bit on the left hand side. But I think he he was an, he was a lot more solid today actually, um, and and I kind of suited him being back in his old role um, on that left hand side. I was really pleasantly surprised. We liked him as left wing. Well, back. I think I think going forward, probably maybe if you know, like in a four two three one, I think he would fit that role well. Um, and I think with Lakonga as well, I think he he linked up a bit better. Um, whereas I think. Before with the with the centre back, he just he he lost his runner a few times. I don't feel like he did that as much today. I didn't really see them have a chance apart from their goal, to be honest. Um, yeah, they 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 really didn't. Um, we restricted them to pretty much two shots on target. Um, they didn't. They, I think maybe they had nine shots at goal, but they were all from outside the box. We absolutely yeah. bossed them on XG. They didn't really carve out too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, for me as well, Lukonga looks class. He just looks class. Every time he got the ball, he seemed to have more time in the ball. I've found a player, especially in that first half, um, when we when we started getting into the game after the first 20 minutes, he looked great. And Kabore, as Zach said already, just that pace is so important for us to get to get us up the field when we're when we're breaking. Um, but no, I mean it's it's great. It's just such a it's so gutting that we went away with nothing. And yeah, the refereeing is is appalling again. Um, but you know, same as the championship, isn't it? Just with VAR. <laughs> well, I don't think they've even turned on VAR in our games yet. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get we'll get to see it in action eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, we we got the only VAR decision we got. Arguably, we shouldn't have got, which was the penalty, obviously against uh, against Brighton, um, softest decision of the whole lot. But yeah, I mean, well, it was it was less it was less soft than their penalty, yeah. where Pedro just fell over. And also, I've seen those given, and the rationale for why that that penalty against Dunk was given. Is sound because his arms are out like, uh, like you know, like he was a chicken. Um, so it was an unnatural position. It, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I've seen worse penalties given out. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd certainly put Will uh, Will above it though in terms of handball. But yeah, um, yeah, well, unnatural position yeah. that that should have been a penalty, and that's been done to death. Um, let Let's talk about. Um, Ross Barkley. So um, there were rumours flying around before the game that Ross Barkley had a hamstring injury and would be missing up to four weeks. Rob Edwards has come out and said it could be one to two weeks. But, you know, it, it remains to be seen how quickly a hamstring injury recovers. Now, um, Matt. Matt? Matt's not here. Ian. Ian. Uh, don't worry, Joel. We'll bring you in soon. Uh, Ian, I, I want I want everyone's opinions on this. By the way, um, yeah, when Barkley comes back, how do we fit Barkley, Lakonga, Nakamba, um, Chong, and all the other midfielders that we have into a formation in the middle? What's going to happen there? 
It's difficult, isn't it? You, you ain't dropping the camber. Um, and I think based on Lukonga's performance... You can't drop him, him, yeah. No. Um, and it's a difficult one because then you're left with Chung, who, whilst his performances haven't been bad, um, he could probably do a little bit more. And he's probably the fall guy for that. I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Um it's a difficult one, difficult decision. Does he come back in for anybody or do you keep that midfield free? Because it, it did work relatively well today. Yeah, well, I can't see us deviating from three at the back because, as Rob Edwards points out, and also as the stats point out, we have limited chances from the attacking team. Um, Joel, if you want to unmute, let's get your thoughts on this. How, how, was, how are you doing this evening, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah, all good, all good. I mean, obviously, frustrated after today. Um, mainly because I think it's probably the game of the first four games that we probably, as a fan base, may be earmarked as getting our first points of the season. Um, and in truth, probably should have got something from the game. So I think it's it's quite a tough one to swallow, really. Um and it sort of just makes you want to, you know, get this week over and done with and and on to next Saturday, really, because I think I think it's going to come. I think it's going to come. It's just, you know, it just needs to come soon, really. The win, the first win. It, it will definitely come. Um, I feel yeah. we're getting closer. Like, I know you can't look at it in mathematical... Um, mathematical patterns but we lost the first one four then three two one surely a clean sheets on the cards against wolves yeah 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 um yeah no i, I think and I'll, I'll come to the barkley thing as well i think just touching on the game obviously i, I think it's definite the, the, the good sign is that i think we've definitely improved every week um, you know i think and especially you look at the you know that first brighton game and they've you know They've torn apart Man United today, so you know I think I think we've definitely improved every week. I think the, the the couple of things really for me today. I think the first thing, team selection personally, I think maybe got wrong. And I know Edwards said after the game that you know probably going to have to treat every game separately, you know, um, and there are going to be changes, which you know is fair. I think I wouldn't have I wouldn't have dropped um, Elijah today. Um, I just I think he's been brilliant first three games. I think defenders have really struggled to to handle him, and I, I and I just felt that you know we're so used to playing with him and Morris up front, um, and sort of you know getting the balls up to them, and then you know they hold it up, you know manage to to pass it to someone else coming in, and I just felt that maybe you know without Elijah. We, we just maybe didn't play our, our usual game. Um, so I think that's the first thing. And again, when he came on, I thought, you know, he caused them lots of problems in, in the space of 15 minutes. Um, so personally, I would I would have kept him. Um, and I felt that we probably we were probably missing an outlet on the left-hand side um, in the form of Giles or, or Doughty. And I know Giles hasn't been brilliant um, first first few games but I do think we just missed that outlet you know I think there were a lot of times where we sort of got the ball and we didn't really know what to do with it or, or where to go or there was sort of there was no you know there was no one really there and you just felt that you know we missed having you know Doughty or Giles just bombing down the left hand side you know and, and really creating an option so you know I, I think I think I, w- I would have had one of those two instead of Bell really um and I think overall, I just think may- maybe we're just playing a bit naively is the way that I'm looking at it. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's there's some of the decision makings or the game management could maybe just be be a little bit better. Um, so improvement overall. Um, but yeah, I think just those sort of team selection bits, in my opinion, you know, maybe it would have been a different story. Yeah, well, Rob Edwards came out in his post-match uh, interview and said he's not going to be treating this as uh, as it was in the championship where yeah, that's what, we yeah. were one of the stronger teams in the championship and it was just like, go again, go again, go yeah. again. 
He's like, treating it every game as sort of its own thing, where there's going to be, yeah. you know, different. So, I, he'll I shuffle get the that. pack every every game. You'll shuffle the pack. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I get to an extent. At the same time, I don't think you can sort of, you know, change it too much because then, you know, if you're really messing with the formation and the style of play, then it all just maybe becomes a little bit confusing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will have to see. Um, and what are your thoughts about how we fit in all the midfielders? Do you reckon if it's a case of uh, as as it's a case of shuffling the pack every game, like we don't need to worry about how we fit in Chong, Nakamba, Barkley, and Lakonga into every game? Yeah, it's it's tricky because you know if obviously if we keep the same formation, um then there's probably naturally going to be a bit of a bit of rotation and also to be honest you know is barkley going to come through the whole season um without any more injury problems probably not so you know i think it might pick itself at times because i do think you know he is obviously quite injury prone um so how how much we're actually going to get out of him remains to be seen um i think you know chong Chong can also play on the wing. Obviously, I think that was really, I think, sort of, you know, through his sort of younger years, he was a bit more of a winger. So, you know, if we did sort of shuffle the formation and did, you know, because I think in pre-season, we did a little bit of 4-3-3, didn't we? And and um, and Edwards did sort of say that we might see that a bit more. So, you know, Chong could potentially go out wide um, and then you play Nakamba, Lokonga and and Barkley as a three. Um, but again, you know, Pelly came on and, and, and you know, played quite well. So, you know, I feel bad that sort of, you know, Pelly is missing out. I think, you know, there are probably a couple of better players in front of him. But again, you know, he, he came on and did really well. So, that you know, there's also the, the, the question about Pelly and where he fits in. Well, look, it looks like Rob is using the squad quite well yeah. currently. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I think I think really it's it's just a case of I think it's going to click. It's just when it when it when it all clicks, and I think we get that first win. And I think because I think psychologically as well, it must be pretty tricky, you know, for the players. You know, it's now four four losses in a row, and I guess there's a psychological element isn't there as to you know when are we going to get that first win. Um, I think it's a bit of fine tuning, to be honest. And I think you know when it does come together, then hopefully we can um, we can push on. But um, yeah, I, th- I think overall, I think we just need to sort of be a bit more streetwise, almost. You know what I mean? Like I, th- I think maybe there's just a bit more that we need to learn about how we manage the games. You know, I think Fulham did it brilliantly, right? You know, today they sort of they know when to. They know when to go down. They know when, you know, a decision is probably going going to go in their favour. And I think that that's what we we need to sort of, um, you know, get to grips with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it, it's a steep learning curve and we, we are getting there slowly but surely. Um, thanks, Joel. Um, got Callum here. Callum, do you want to unmute and tell us your thoughts of the game today if you were there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, Hi, Callum. Good evening. Good evening to you as well. Um, I thought we played well today. I thought everyone saw it. No one put a bad performance in. But also, I think we had chances, obviously. Um, but I think it's our sort of end product lacks quite a lot. I think we've had many chances today. I mean, the Jacob Brown header, um, Lockers ball across was also in the last couple of minutes. I just think the end product is something that we're, we're lacking. But I think... Once the first goal sort of goes in, I think many more will come. But it's just when it starts to click as well, like Joel said before. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree. Um, as the XG numbers show from the game against West Ham and also the game today, we've created certainly more than enough. It's that clinical edge where we're not really having problems getting the ball into the into the final no, third. Um, it is just a case of finishing off those moves, maybe being com- a bit more composed in front of goal. Yeah. I feel that will come with time, perhaps. Um, well, I certainly hope it does. 
Yeah, I think the composure showed. There was a shot that Morris had, to be fair, where he just volleyed it first time. I think if he's a bit more... Yeah, he had space, bring, didn't he? Brings it down sort of thing. I think he does that in the championship, I think. But I think, yeah, it's just a bit of composure in the box sometimes as well. Yeah, well, he's just a bit desperate right now for, for that first open play goal, you know. Like a yeah. penalty is a penalty. He just he wants to be the main man. This, yeah, uh, he wasn't this, the best uh, today, but I think, yeah. yeah. I think on the point of the, the midfield selection, um, I think, I don't think Ross Barkley, I know, I think we all know he has the quality, he's proven it in the past, but from the performances he put in and like the things like he did against West Ham, we just walked off the pitch, didn't clap the fans sort of thing. I think the midfield three should be Lukonga, Nakamba and Chong going forward. Um, unless Ross proves himself again, because in the games he played, I don't think he has been great. Well, he he hasn't had a pre-season, no. I'd say, and I feel his numbers, his underlying numbers against West Ham did the speaking for him, four take-ons, um, five, five key passes, and he had two shots at goal. If perhaps he had been a tad more composed, they, they would have been on target. But I feel he... He's gathering momentum, and it's a shame that this hamstring injury has come. Yeah. Like when I heard about it yesterday, I was like, my, my first thought was, wasn't, uh, oh fuck, um, yeah, Barkley's missing. It was, oh fuck, he's lost all momentum now. Yeah, that he, think, that he had. Yeah, I think he needs a run of games. If he gets the run of exactly. games, I feel like he could come good, especially because he's done it in the past. Um, yeah, I've said it before. He, he is the player with the most pedigree that we have probably ever had at our club since. Yeah, I mean, you've got 20. Ricky Hill. So, we have 33 England caps. Yeah, he's definitely. You know, and, and that was pre Southgate as well. So, yeah. You know, he, was, he wasn't just a name to be picked. Um, yeah. But, yeah, thank you very much, Callum. Uh, stick around and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you in a bit. Right. Matt, are you there? Producer Matt, or have you just popped in to have a listen? No, no, I'm at home now. <laughs> oh, you're at home now. Oh, good, yeah. good for you. You've been, been out on the piss, have you? Yes, definitely. Oh, good lads. Well, what are your impressions of the game today? Um, I was pretty impressed with our performance. Uh, I liked the way Laconga and uh, Kabore linked up on the right wing with Brown like they did some nice kind of performances and you know they were getting past the defenders a little bit uh I felt we kind of lacked maybe a little something in maybe our kind of left uh defensive positions because you know I I'm not gonna obviously kind of cast aspersions against Bell like Bell's been an incredible kind of player for Luton but I just I felt kind of like the overlap they had there was something that was kind of something we we didn't really have anything to kind of combat it so I felt like the way they were kind of piling three players down that wing it kind of just took away from any attempt at advancing that wing um and you know I I I felt like we put in a very good performance I felt like players for the very most part played very well I'm not gonna take away from Kaminsky too much I feel like you know when he tried to make that save, it was like he tried really hard. He was stretched out. The ball, unfortunately, fell uh, direct, directly in path of the attacker. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the minute. Ollie, Ollie, have you gone to the toilet? I think he's gone to the toilet, Matt. Um, oh, whoops. No, I haven't. I, I was muted. Oh. I was muted. My bad. I've watched that Kaminsky uh, <laughs> caught my trousers down. Yeah, won't yeah. Be the, won't be the first have time. A, have a, have, <laughs> yeah, I was looking for your paint, mate. Ah! Oh, well, you, come on. you you got to mention the paint story now. No, no. Oh, not, come on. we got an audience here. It's not for our ears. Uh, it's a <laughs> disgusting story that doesn't need to be told. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I watched back the, uh, the, the, the highlight package. Nat Kaminsky mistake. I don't think we need to drag him over the coals about it because I'm pretty sure that Thomas Kaminsky's going to be beating himself up about that. 
because that is like rule one for keepers. Do not push the ball out straight ahead of you. And that's exactly what he did. It was pretty bad. And I'm sure he's he's gonna he's not gonna sleep tonight because he's just gonna be replaying that in his head over and over again. If that hadn't happened, Fulham weren't gonna score, in my opinion. Um I, I agree with you there. I, I couldn't see him scoring. Um it's a shame it's come at our expense. But like um Joel was saying, we're not far away now, are we? I don't think. There's there's been there's been improvements every single game, and I don't know how everyone else is feeling and how optimistic they are for the season. But the fact that we're seeing that game on game and we are in games for for good periods, you can kind of see that against Chelsea and Brighton. We had some periods of the game, and that was only going to improve. So I think we're seeing that again today. On the goalkeeper, does there does there become a, uh, a debate now about whether Krull has a shout for uh, for number well, not necessarily number one, but you know to play against Wolves as Kaminsky has sort of made two errors in two games. Does that does that creep into the conversation now? Because I mean, I think Kaminsky had a brilliant first two games. I mean, against Chelsea and Brighton, I think you know he kept us in it massively. But you know, obviously when two completely avoidable goals in two weeks. I just wonder if, you know, there becomes a conversation now as does Krull get a, get a look in? I think it's, it's a, an interesting one. Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough one. It's not for me. I, I think we keep Kaminsky, but yeah. like you say, I think it's definitely worth a debate. You know, other people's opinions might be different, but um, yeah, I think, I, I think he'll, he'll get over them. It's, it's, mistakes are going to happen, certainly when you've, you've gone up a league. But I think he, he'll come out at the end of it really well. I, th- I think he's the number one for me. Um, but Yeah, Krul didn't do enough yeah. against Gillingham to it, to dazzle me, really. I feel Kaminsky, uh, I'm sure he's beating himself up about it and he will ensure that he doesn't make those mistakes again. Yeah, yeah, no. Same, same my side. It's just, you know, obviously two in two weeks. So it's interesting, um, you know, if that, if that does start to become, become a question. Get Shane, get Shane, get him in. <laughs> oh, no, no. We, Shane's great to have around the squad, but I, I don't want Shane in, in the, uh, in the starting lineup. As good a bloke well, as he is. <laughs> I tell you what, when we've got four games left and we're already safe this season, I reckon Shea deserves a couple of games for me. <laughs> if we're safe, then yeah, Shea deserves a game. Has um, have either of you? I've, I haven't seen it back, but the, the bell chance. Um, yes. It, is it is it as bad as it looked? Uh, if he put it anywhere else other than directly at the keeper, it would have been in. Does does he sort of? Because it obviously it, it looked as though he sort of almost put it back across. Yes, he did. That's yeah. exactly what he did. He did really well to catch it. Could um, he have headed it? Um, oh, we'll have to watch it back again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could have headed it. I don't. I don't but... think he could have. Nah, personally. no. I mean, it was it was like perfect. It was perfect. It was a bit too high, if anything. And he really had to jump for it, and he lit. He was kind of because he knew Leno would absolutely throw himself at it, go in one direction. So he was trying to like cut it back, and I had a per- the perfect view on it as well. And he knew he'd, Leno would throw himself at it, and he just tried to send it back the other way. And as Ollie said, if it went anywhere else, that's a goal all day. And he's just done. I wouldn't say it's a terrible miss because he's done very well to get to it in the first place. Like I know on another day, uh, on another day. He would have missed it completely, so at least he got the shot off. Threatened. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of a similar opinion to you, Zach. He was in like a really like kind of lent back sort of position. It was like kind of an instinct shot. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it was. It was going only one sort of place. Like he didn't really have, in my opinion, the kind of time to go for any kind of placement. It was kind of like you know that instinct shot where you're like, I have to hit this instantly wherever yeah. I can, as hard as I can, to try and get the goal. Like, and it just happened. It could have gone anywhere. And it was just, yeah. just unlucky that it went straight into uh, Leno's hands. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. 
Well, let's uh, let's get Dave in. You've been waiting very patiently, Dave. Dave. Hello. How are you getting on this evening? I'm very good, thank you. Just got back from the game about an hour ago. Um, look, I've been listening and I, and I agree with virtually every point that's made tonight, really. I, I think, you know, we're seeing improvements. I agree we're seeing improvements. We're, I've been to three of the four games. I was on holiday for one of them, the Chelsea game. We're seeing improvements and that's positive. My, my concern, and please shoot me down, I think we're, I think we're eradicating mistakes. I think we are got our foot in the game in a lot of the games I've seen. My concern is, and I said it before the season to my brother, can, can our can our goal scorers step up? That's the question right now. We're seeing glimpses, aren't we? We're seeing glimpses, and maybe it's one of the goal scorers. I think it's those chances, isn't it? How many chances do you do you get, and how and and how many of those chances do you take? And and for me, when we look back in May or whatever, you know, do we stay up? Do we go down? For me, it's not going to be on how many goals we concede. It's not going to be on if we get battered against a city or something like that. It's going to be games like today, the Wolves at home, the Everton away, the ones that are coming up. Are are we capable of creating those chances and taking them? And 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 that, if I'm honest, that's that concerns me more at the moment than any else, anything else I'm seeing in terms of mistakes and, and and whatnot. You raise a great point there, Dave, because as you mentioned on the most recent podcast, when uh, one of our Discord or Telegram questions was uh, about the the next four games, um, and they they are the season defining ones. Uh, we're already one down, no points. But it, it's it's the games against Wolves, Burnley, and Everton that we're we're going to be, you know, judged on. Really, no one's expecting us to go to the Etihad and no. turn over Man City. And to be clear, I think we will. Um, I think we will. There will be a giant killing issue. Someone's going to turn up at the Kenny and get done. They are right. Some big team. I th- I'm convinced will will turn someone over. Right, and I'm not even saying we need to go and beat Wolves. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. We we need to get we need to get a point, and that's what I was hoping for today. I was hoping to get get that point. Get you know get that losing streak over. But I, yeah. I think the thing that concerns me more than anything at the moment, and please, if I'm being too pessimistic, tell me, it's those, it's, it's, it's those chances, isn't it? It's, it's, and I'm not, I'm not criticising Bell at all. I think Bell primarily is not there for, for, for scoring goals, right? If he, he, he gets one, great. That's not his primary job. It's about we need to create some chances and we need to take them because you're not going to get, you don't get many chances in this game, do you? You get one, two, three chances maximum. And we've got to be, we've got to be capable of taking some of them. Yeah, I, I kind of agree there, Dave. But I think it, it's for me. I don't know if you're alluding to do we change personnel a little bit, or will is it going to come too late? Are they going to get into the season too late? And you know, I, I think they're going to. The I, I said this on a previous podcast before international break. They need to loosen up a bit. I think those chances uh, are going to be taken when they're at their most comfortable yeah. and they don't look at it at the moment no and that's yeah they've um, got to get off their and, and to do that they need, they need to they need to score a couple of goals they need to get off the mark and, and it'll be a step or step. Yeah. And, and, and one other point and, and I'll um, I'll release to someone else a question, I know it's been discussed on social media a little bit recently around the formation things like that my question is and, and don't get me wrong it, I, I think the formation we've played in previous seasons has been fantastic it's worked really well I think the two up tops work well my question is, if you're struggling to create chances, if you're struggling to get a foothold in the game up, up top, yeah, do you need two strikers? What, could you utilise that second striker better somewhere else in the pitch? You know, for me, Ben comes on and, and he create, he's fast, he's quick, he creates a lot. Would playing, you know, the top man with two out wide, would that, would that create a little bit more? I don't know the answer to that. It's just, it's just a question I'm posing and I'll leave someone else to, to, to jump in on that. It's it's a good question, and uh, I guess it's only one that we'll, we'll find out if we were to do it. We did see that today. We sort of played an asymmetrical three-five-two with Brown playing as a right winger, which isn't quite my cup of tea. But it's interesting you, you mentioned about chance creation. There, there's a great tweet that um, that between the lines tweeted earlier that Ryan Giles has made 19 crosses from open play in Luton's three Premier League games this season, averaging 6.8 per 90, which is the highest of any player with 200-plus minutes. And although Luton have played a game fewer than 18 teams, only Pedro Neto, with 23, and Luca Dean, with 21, have more open play crosses. So I was shocked when I saw Bell on the team sheet today 
uh, especially as as left centre back. Like uh, well, when I saw Anderson Burke and Lockyer on there, like I saw figured he'd be left centre back, uh, left wing back. I was shocked because he's completely shagged out. He played two games last week, like full nineties, and although Ryan Giles, Ryan Giles might not be everyone's cup of tea, he's impressed me. And I feel in a formation that you're mentioning, Dave, playing with uh, two two wide men off the off, off a central striker, that could really work for Ryan Giles. Like if we put someone in behind him that could help him muck out defensively, we just let Ryan Giles go forward, and then we we don't have the issue with with the chance creation because we just have Ryan Giles like constantly running down the wing whipping in crosses all the time because that's obviously what he's very very good at and uh, we, we could see a, a formation change but if Rob Edwards hasn't done it already I don't I don't know if we're going to see it happen I think he I might think, just continue the way he is I think he's trying to play flirt with it gently I think and I, you can see that in the recruitment as well that we've we've brought in players that will allow us to to flirt with that formation I think you can't just suddenly change it, can you? Uh, you've got to, you know, allow it to adapt over a little bit of time. And I think he's he's starting to play with it a little bit. But um, do you do you think he changes it wholesale now for the next game and and see how it pans out? Or no, that that would be absolutely suicidal. Yeah. Imagine Wolves come to the Kenny and we've we've changed to a four three three. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that the players have the tactical awareness to to deal with with formation changes. I'm sure that they 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 played that formation before, and that they will be aware of what's happening. I, I'd love to see the diamond come back. To be honest, <laughs> give that a go. Get Nathan Jones in to, as as a diamond specialist coach. Uh, I've, I've I heard a rumor on the grapevine that um, Huddersfield are sniffing around him again. Um, I heard that in pre-season as well. So um, I know he's got his whole his dilemma with the wages from Southampton and what he does with that. But um, it's a battle of our be... sources then, Ian, because I heard QPR have him earmarked as the follow-up back to uh, Gareth Ainsworth. They're not, they're not doing too badly now, though, are they? Yeah, exactly. So he's he's probably just sitting there twiddling his thumbs, waiting. Yeah, he goes to the next worst team. <laughs> I, just feel. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't. I don't see Warnock leaving though. He promised um, a year of his time, and I think that's fair. It, it's nice that he, he's back there. It's quite yeah. football romance. It's nice. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, no, I do want to do a quick spot poll with with all the guys that we got here, um, starting with Callum. Callum, do you think Luton Town have enough from from the these first four games that you've seen? Do you think we have enough to stay up this season? If we start taking the chances that we create, yes. If we don't, then no. Okay, thank you. And Joel, do you think we have enough to stay up this season? I think I, I think we do. Um, I, I but I think. Again, it's you know because ultimately, I don't think we've looked out of play- in in the first four games. I don't think we've looked massively out of place. Um, so th- that's obviously the positive. Um, so if if you base it on that, then you go at some point. You know when it clicks, um, we'll, we'll we'll start to pick up results. I think I think to be honest, it's the classic thing of I, th- I think we'll have a good idea. It within the next sort of three to four weeks, really. Um, you know, after Everton, Burnley, Wolves. At the moment, I, I'm not, I'm not panicking just yet. But ask me in two weeks' time. Yeah, it, it is a case of wanting to get those, you know, points on the board, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Zach, what about you? Do you reckon we got enough in our locker? Definitely. Definitely. I think we've shown some really promising sides against signs against some really good sides so far. And we've definitely got it in us. We just need to get that clinical nature 
because even in the championship last season, we didn't score loads and loads of goals. Even the season before, when we got the playoffs, we, I think we scored more goals than we did last year. And one year we came sixth, the next year we came third. So we just need to get that clinical nature, that good finishing and take the chances that we get. And then I think we'll be all right. Mistakes will happen. That's fine. But it will. We'll. I think we've got it in us, definitely. Matt, what about you? I'm uh, I'm gonna take my orange tinted glasses off. Uh oh, no. I think <laughs> I think we're uh gonna be really, really tested in the first half of this season. Uh and if we don't come up with some points in the next three or four games, I think we're really gonna struggle for the rest of the season. I think we're definitely improving as a team. I'm not disappointed when I go to the games and I see how we're playing and what we're doing but I'm kind of just seeing the as I think we've said in some of the other quotes the clinical nature of the Premier League the the finishing that they're doing the mistakes that they aren't making that we are I'm just at this point wondering is the jump ever so slightly too big for us to make. Um, I, I I think we're a fantastic team. I, I love Leighton, obviously, but I I just, I, I wonder if we're going to be found lacking in certain departments come Christmas, maybe, and if we'll be able to pull it back after that point. That's, that's my thoughts. That's fair, and everyone's entitled to an opinion. Before I ask Ian, everyone listening, if you think we're going to do it and uh, stay up, put a thumbs up in we can react with a thumbs up if you think we won't be have enough about us to stay up thumbs down and you know, we'll do that now um and ian what are your opinions on that have we got enough about us ever the optimist aren't i but i i, do, I honestly do feel that we're, we're showing enough progress week on week um to be able to stay up. I mean, if we, we keep making the same amount of progress we're making week on week, we're going to be some team by the end of the season. But um, I honestly don't think we're far away from picking up points. Um, and I think the first point or points are going to be crucial to see how we react after that. Um, see if we can pick up some more. There's, there's worse teams than us in this division by a long shot for me from the games that I've watched. Um, of of other teams, um, and I, I think we can stay up. You know, that, that that optimism is matched by people in our chat with more thumbs up than thumbs downs. Well, I actually remember when uh, I did the second tier pod before we got promoted, and I pretty much called what we were going to do. And at that point, I was quite pessimistic about our chances to stay up. I, d- I described. I described it as, I, I said, what we would do recruitment-wise, we would use this as an opportunity to hoover up the talent from the championship and top-end league one, which, tick, we've done. We've also thrown in a couple of um, surprise packages, what with bringing in Kabore, Laconga and Barkley. Barkley, when I heard about it, absolutely it blew my mind that we were going to have Bar- Ross Barkley playing for us. Um and I described it as we'll make these signings and then following our inevitable relegation, quote, um, we will be able to compete very, very strongly in the championship the following season. However, I have sort of changed my tune like after seeing, especially the last two games, where I feel there is enough. There is enough about us. And I'm, I'm optimistic about we will turn the tide. And I do believe that Giles will get a lot more game time. I don't know why he wasn't playing today, which is very surprising because he is kind of Rob Edwards' teacher pet, isn't he? Because he, he had him at Telford. He had him in the he had him in the Wolves Academy. So th- there's a lot of teacher petness there, isn't there? The he's, also, he's also club record signing. So, yeah. you know, to, to, to drop him after three games when we've spent, a big fee by our standards is also quite um, interesting. There might just be a, a different reason for it. It might not be to do with football. 
Um, he might have just needed a rest. I don't, we don't know, do we? Or he might have aimed at the next game, probably more impact. I don't know. But it might you not think he be. needed a rest after two weeks off? Well, no, but you know what I mean? He might have had a, a tough two-week train, I don't know. But he, yeah, well, you know, it must have been tough. Ross Barkley pulled a hammy, didn't he? Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he might they might have had quite a an intense regime over the last two weeks, but um, it could have just been something simple, you know, just see what see what comes up with the next game. But yeah, uh, remind me uh, when when are Luton Town playing Man United? Eleventh uh, of November. Okay, so I believe the club are going out to Dubai for some warm weather training. So hopefully that's something for everyone to look forward to. That that would be nice for them. Yeah. Yeah, well I think that's nice, you know, and hopefully the 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 uh the proviso for going out to Dubai for this training camp is you better get some points on the fucking board. Yeah, I think you know. You know what? I, I think I think that one of the things that I think is killing us at the moment, and it's something that we do need to rectify, is going a goal behind because it it just feels like every time we go a goal behind, you almost feel like it's game over. Um, and sometimes the body language of the players as well, you sort of get that feeling that maybe they think it's it's done as well. And also, it's like, it's the times, like, we're conceding goals at the exact same times every game. Do you know what I mean? Like, where we've conceded more than one, it's been, you know, after 20 minutes and then sort of around the 70 mark. Today was obviously 60. Um, but but I think that the big thing for me is we need to we need to get that first goal because it just feels like as soon as we go a goal down, we're massively up against it. And I think... You know, we've shown last year. Once we once we go ahead, we're we're normally quite good at um, you know, being able to defend a lead. So I think for me that that is a big thing at the moment that we really need to try and get right. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. We, we need to we need to score first in the game. Yeah, and I absolutely. feel that could be massive for us, like yeah. mentally. Instead of just always chasing, that's always it. Chasing. That is it, and, and and you know, and then especially like with the subs, I th- I th- I do think we've been making the subs a little bit too late, and by the time we then make the changes, no one really knows what the formation is. You've sort of just got you know just players running everywhere, and I think it all just become you know, and and then we're really sort of you know on the edge of, of being picked off and conceding another. So um, I th- think that's the other thing as well. It's just, you know, today I think we, it looked like we were going to make a change. They then scored and then we didn't make a change for another 10 minutes, um, of which by that point, again, you know, it, the, the game was was starting to get away from us. Yeah, well, you've actually... Uh, um brought out two comments from some people. I'll read them out from Mark the Hatter. Joel, we're in the Premier League. We're going to go a goal behind plenty of times. It's how we respond that matters. And I think there um I think there's what the slight disappoint that's where the slight disappointment lies today. Um you know Mark I I, I do agree. Um but then if we look at Mummy versus work, hello Mummy versus work Going behind, letting our heads drop is a little Luton of old. We just need to shift the mindset a little and attack from the off rather than sitting back and waiting for them to score. I know two valid points there, to be honest. Two conflicting points, but both valid. Yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying we're not going to go behind because of where we are. I, th- I think it's just, for me, it's just that thing of, especially the times where we're conceding the goals as well. Um is sort of is then sort of disrupting us a little bit, um, but but it is it's still something that I think you know needs to be worked on because then it's also how we re- yeah it is is how we respond because you know I, I I have sort of noticed a few heads sort of dropped and, and maybe it is psychologically it's our or a goal down now it's sort of it's maybe game over. Yeah, that's fair. I missed this uh, comment as well from Alex Tyso. I think we're going to struggle to score goals, unfortunately. 
We need to learn how to play football more conducive to being successful in the Premier League, which is what we're doing now. We'll be better for it next year. And after, either way, with a better squad, we'll get there. Which I think is a very fair point as well. Good comment, Alex. Um, but I think it's uh, time to wrap this up. I, I appreciate everyone's positivity tonight. And pretty much that's what we're all here for, the positivity. Well, that's us done. You can listen back to this either on Twitter or or across podcast providers and our YouTube and check out our socials. We are Luton Town on Facebook. We are Luton Town on Twitter. The Walt Podcast on Twitter. We're on TikTok where I put a nice little POV of today's game. Instagram, Telegram, Discord and Reddit. Follow across all our socials to be involved in monthly giveaways including beard surgeon beard oils, Blackstar Fly 3 Amps and Luton Town shirts. Thank you all for tuning in. Podcast Network.